0: Israel, and the world, and the world, the world, the world, and, the world. and the world. Shalom and God bless you, Chavarim. Chavarim is the Hebrew word for friends. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Cynthia, my love, we're beginning a series today that I'm calling Keys to answered prayer. And it really focuses on how can we walk in confidence when we're praying? How do we know when we ask God for something that He's gonna answer us? And one of the primary keys to having that confidence that the Lord is answering our prayers is when we're asking Him for that which is according to His will. Wow, that, and that's a big one. How do we know if what we're praying and what we're asking for is His will. You know, I, th- I think I think it's a continual journey to know, but the, I know that one of the foundations for all of us is, is knowing the Word of God, knowing the scriptures, and knowing the revelation of the, the Word of God. And that mixed with the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, then we can know that we're praying in accordance with His will. Yeah, when we learn how to pray according to the scriptures, then we can be confident that the Lord's gonna hear and answer those prayers, because the prayers of the patriarchs, the prophets, and the New Testament writers were answered. So that's a key, praying according to His will. We're gonna learn about that in this series. Beloved, we're beginning a brand new series today that I'm calling, Keys to Answered Prayer. Now, if you haven't seen my series called Authentic Prayer, I really wanna highly encourage you to go back and watch that. Again, I preached a series, a four-part series called Authentic Prayer. It's a tremendous foundation for some of the keys to answer prayer that I'll be sharing in this particular series. Again, this is the first episode of this new series. Father God, we bless you today, and we ask you to come and fill our hearts with your spirit and subject us to your authority. Train us, Father, we pray, by your word, that the spirit of Yeshua, of Jesus, could flow through us, Lord, as a river back to your heart. And we ask this in King Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, amen and amen. When we speak about keys to answered prayer, I'm going to be focusing on several. But I want to talk, first of all, about what I shared in the previous episode. It's so important, as we connect with God, if we're going to move God's heart, if we're gonna see his glory manifest in our life, then we need to be authentic. As we're speaking to the Lord, it can't just be something that we're doing out of a sense of obligation. It can't just be words that we're doing because we think that we have to. To truly connect with the Lord, we have to be speaking to him, beloved children of God, from our heart. Our prayer connection has to be real. And only God knows and you know if it's real. I mean, let's face it. How many of us have prayed before, even if we're just praying before a meal, and although we're saying religious words, and although we're saying that we're praying to God in reality, our hearts are not connected. Remember, Jesus accused the Pharisees of this. He said, their hearts are far from me. They do all these things, these religious deeds. But the reality is their hearts are not really connected to me. And so I covered that in great detail and in many different facets on my earlier series called Authentic Prayer. I went deep in that series. It's really worth listening to it. On you can do it television, YouTube, Many Different Ways podcast. Today, as I speak about keys to answer prayer, I wanna focus on the key of asking God for the right things. If you're gonna see God move in your life, if you're gonna witness him answering your prayer, you have to be asking him, beloved one, for the right things. John wrote in one of his letters, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that our requests have been granted. Listen again, we have two different categories we could put this concept in we have the category of asking the Lord for things that are not His will. And if we're asking the Lord for things that are not His will, we have no confidence that He's going to answer those things, no matter how much fleshly faith we think we have. But if we pray things, the Bible tells us, that are according to His will, in other words, the thing that's in our heart that we're asking Him for is the same thing that Father wants for us in Jesus. When we're connecting with the Lord in that way, we can know that our prayers are gonna move mountains. Now, some of you might feel, oh my gosh, well, you know what? All the things that God wants for me are not really the things that you know get me excited. I mean, that's kind of like similarly, some people think that going to heaven's gonna be boring. You know, some people have this concept of heaven where there's going to be like these angels just kind of floating around with harps and they're going to be just sitting there not doing anything and they're going to be bored. So some people like they're not attracted to heaven because they have such a wrong concept of what it is. Well, the same thing is true for some people when they think about I should be praying those things that God wants for me, that I want to pray the things that are according to his will. Some people Think that, wow, if I, if I pray for the things that are according to his will, I'm not really that excited about that because the things that I want, I want a new Corvette, I want a new house, I want to marry a beautiful a soulmate. I mean, things that God, you know, blesses us with sometimes when we seek his kingdom first, but those are not the primary things that are in the heart of God for you and I. So what I want to do is I want to get you excited about what God wants for you and what is His will for your life. Because if you ask Him, beloved ones, for what He wants for you, He's gonna answer those prayers when you're truly asking Him for those things from your heart of hearts, from deep inside. So we're gonna go now to the book of Ephesians, chapter three. And we're gonna find out what is it that the Lord wants for for us. Knowing that if we ask anything according to his will, he's gonna answer. We're going now to the book of Ephesians chapter three to find out what is it that is God's will for my life. And I think what you're gonna do is you're gonna get excited about what his will is for you. And you'll begin to pray for these things often. And as a result, you're gonna see increase in your life. So Ephesians chapter three, beginning there in verse number 14. For this reason, Paul said, i bow my knees before the father so this is paul speaking to us about his posture of prayer he's bowing his knees before the father now we know that a lot of people when they pray they literally get on their knees when we see portraits, for example, of uh, people praying before they go to bed, children, adults, a lot of times in photos uh, or uh, pictures, you know, we see photos of people on their knees, you know, with their hands, claps like this as they're on their knees. And that's fine. That's great. But you can have a posture of being on your knees before the Lord without actually physically being on your knees, So when Paul says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, I'm not sure if he's necessarily saying that he's physically on his knees, although he very well could have been. I think it was a posture of his heart. I remember as a young believer, I'd be laying on my bed. I'm going back over 40 years ago now. And constantly I'd be being hit, beloved ones, with things that I should pray for, just like inspirations, like, oh, I've got to ask God for this. I've got to talk with God about this. A lot of them were from the Holy Spirit. And whenever these inspirations hit me as I was lying in my bed, I felt like I needed to get out of my bed and go to the foot of my bed and get on my knees. And I would do that thousands of times for years. And it was good, it was okay. But eventually the Holy Spirit began to show me, you don't have to get out of your bed and go to the foot of your bed and get on your knees. Trust that when you have that feeling that you want to do that, that you're already doing it because it's in your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? When Paul says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, it's first of all, it's a posture of heart. And God wants you and I to know that we don't have to do something on the outside in the physical world to get him to hear us. When it's in our heart, We're already connected. This is important because God wants you and I to be confident that he's connected to our hearts. And if you feel inspired to ask the Lord for something, the very inspiration that you have, that is where the connection is. You don't have to do something else a lot of times. You just be confident that the Lord hears that inspiration that's internal in you and just be confident that he hears that and that it's already answered. Because remember, if you're asking him for anything according to his will, John told us in his letter, know that you already have that request. This is important. Rabbi Snyder, we are grateful and discovering the Jewish Jesus ministries for always entrusting us. You can see all around are our people in the different communities who have come to access uh, the relief of food, which you have blessed us with. We are so blessed this morning to have uh, the mayor of Lira City. On behalf of the people of Lira City, I like to say we are so, so much grateful. For this gift that you've given to our community, I pray that God should continue expanding your boundaries and opening uh, resources for you, that you continue
1: supporting our people. i
0: a to do. A day, tokan. In middle, I may go, may I go? I a cana cape luak luak du sumara cape luak kunyan do kuana pe. Walk dip wash, go back to and any poor who, maybe a a do a call. Shalom, beloved. Whether it's through on-the-ground outreaches, like the one you just saw, or whether it's through television, through which we're reaching all parts of the world, we couldn't be doing it without those of you that the Lord has raised up to become monthly partners with this ministry. We are reaching so many people. And to those of you that are already our monthly partners, I wanna say thank you. To those of you that are being touched by this ministry and sense the witness of the Holy Spirit, that it's authentic and God has raised it up, I wanna ask you today, would you become a monthly partner with Discovering the Jewish Jesus? When you do, beloved, many will be blessed. It's important that we become so centered in the Holy Spirit that we know that nothing is oftentimes required on the outside It's already happened within. And this actually gets to the next portion of Paul's prayer. So first of all, he's in this posture of prayer, this posture of humility. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. He's in this posture of humility. He's in this posture of dependency. He's in this posture of knowing how great God is, how good God is, and how God is a God that answers in his loving kindness. And then what is he asking for? Verse number 16, here's what he's asking for. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. What is God's glory? God's glory is his manifest presence. So when you study the word glory in the Bible, what you'll see is it's most often associated, beloved church, with when God shows up so that people can experience him in their physical existence. So in other words, the glory of God filled the temple. What happened? When the temple was dedicated to the Lord, the glory of God filled it. And how did the glory of God fill it? It was filled with smoke. So there was a physical manifestation of God's supernatural presence. So most often when glory is associated in the Bible, when when the word glory is used in the Bible, It's associated with God's manifest, physical, supernatural activity in the earth. So Paul is praying that the invisible God would manifest himself supernaturally in a way that you could, listen, experience. So listen again. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power. P-O-W-E-R, with power. Power. That God's glory, his invisible power would strengthen you so that you'd experience it. Paul said, through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So I'm going to stop for a second and pause. And we're going to connect what I just read with what I previously said going into it. What I previously said is that God wants us to know that he hears the slightest whisper, the slightest inclination, he responds to our desires. And so Paul just said here, I pray that God would strengthen you by his glory with power in your inner man, inside now, because remember I just got done saying that God wants you to know he's connected to your inside, right? You don't want to have to get out of your bed all the time and go to the foot out of your bed and get on your knees because God wants you to know that he's connected to your inner man. There's nothing outward oftentimes that's required. What God is looking for is for you to simply believe that he heard you and he already answered. That's where real intimacy comes from. When you get to the place where you think you don't have to do something on the outside to connect with God, but rather instead you know he already hears the slightest movement of your soul, that the Ruach Hakadesh, the breath of God, the Holy Spirit is in you. So there's nothing outside required. It's an internal walk. So Paul is saying, I'm praying that the glory of God would strengthen you. Where? On the inside in your inner man, so that Christ would dwell in your heart by faith that you would know, beloved one, that he's in your inner man. And that's where the intimacy comes from. That's where where that sense of being in true fellowship with God comes from. You see, when I felt like I always had to do something for God to hear me, like I'd have the inspiration inside and I thought, oh, I feel this thing, I gotta go over to that corner of the room and get on my knees and pray. What I noticed, beloved one, was, I felt the inspiration and I felt connected to God when I felt inspired, but I started realizing, beloved ones, that as soon as I got out of my bed to go to the foot of my bed or to go over to that corner of the bedroom and get on my knees, I noticed that when I got to the foot of my bed or got over to the corner and got on my knees, I no longer sensed the connection anymore. I sensed a connection when I it was experiencing that inclination on my inside to connect with God. But then when I did something outside of myself, got out of my bed, went to the corner and got on my knees, it was like the connection was lost. It was like I lost something. I was trying to get more connected when I got out of my bed, thinking it would help me, thinking God would answer me if I did that. But when I got to the foot of my bed and got on my knees, it's like I didn't feel that same connection anymore. Why? Because I went from trying to connect with God from my inside And now I had moved to do something on the outside physically, and I lost the connection. And so Paul is saying, I'm asking the Lord to strengthen you by his power through his glory, that you would know that he dwells inside you and coming into that revelation and that realization, you'd enter in to deep communion and deep security in God. So let's listen again to the scripture itself. Ephesians chapter three, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, that posture of humility, dependency, knowing the great loving kindness of God, knowing that he was a sinner that had been redeemed by grace. And that he says that he would grant you, in verse number 16, that he would grant you, that he'd release to you that he'd bless you according to the riches of his glory. What's God's glory? When he manifests his goodness on the earth and in this specific instance, to you. Remember Moses, remember Moses prayed to the Lord in Exodus, show me your glory. And the Lord responded back to Moses, go hide yourself in the cleft of the rock and I'll make all my goodness pass before you. So God's glory is his manifest goodness. So here we go. Paul's saying here, I'm praying to the Father that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, according to his goodness, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. You don't go outside somewhere. The Holy Spirit's in you now. Christ in you, Paul said, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. So Paul, once again, is wanting to draw us to the inside, and he's saying that God will strengthen you with glory and power so that you would experience, listen, Christ dwelling in you, By faith. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is not here or there. For behold, he said in the King James Version, the kingdom of heaven is within you. This is the mystery of the gospel. This is the mystery of having fellowship with God. This is is deep calling to deep right now beloved children of God. And to enter fully into this reality of which I speak, there is a dying to the flesh that's required. There's a holy and a godly discipline that's required to get to this place where you become aware of what's going on inside you. Because we are born into this world physically connected to the earth, to the outer world. Jesus said, that which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. Behold, I say, you must be born again. When you see, when you're born into the world through your mother's room, you're born flesh. And the flesh is flesh. It's connected to all the things of the world. It's connected to what we see. It's connected to the food we depend on. It's connected to the air we breathe. It's connected to our physical and sexual passions. It's connected to the flesh. So in order to get connected to the spirit that indwells us, we have to separate ourselves from the flesh to get in touch with the spirit that's within. And this takes a godly discipline. This is why Paul said bodily discipline is profitable, but spiritual discipline is even more profitable because it gives results not only in this life, but brings you benefit even in the age to come. So today, What we've learned is the importance of learning how to connect with God through prayer on the inside. It's a key, beloved, to answer prayer. And it's the pathway to discovery of how close to you God is. And when you discover God inside you and begin to fellowship with him in that place, beloved one, you will be set. Free, God bless you and Shalom. Beloved, if you've been watching Discovering the Jewish Jesus for a while, I hope you've noticed that when it comes to raising finances for the ministry so that we can continue to proclaim God's Word around the world, I really strive to not manipulate and to be clean. So the truth is today, that it cost us a lot of money to be able to broadcast on television and all the other media outlets that we're releasing God's Word through, as well as the traveling that we do around the world. And I can't do it, beloved ones, without your continued help and financial support. This is the way God ordained it to be. John said in one of his letters that men that are preaching the truth are worthy of the support the financial support of the church so i want to thank you for sending me out and i also want to encourage you beloved to know that when you support the gospel with your finances there is a reward that will come back to you because everything that we sow into the kingdom comes back pressed down good measure and running over into our lap thank you for your love and your
1: financial support here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, PO Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com
0: In the beginning, man's relationship with God was unhindered, but today, despite all of our knowledge and our understanding, we live in a planet full of hunger, sorrow, and disease, and it seems our prayers often go unanswered. In The Key to Answered Prayer, Rabbi Kurt Schneider uncovers the theme of key prayers in the Old and New Testaments, teaching you how to pray with confidence. Rediscover how to connect with God and have your prayers answered. Get your copy today, call
1: 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com.
0: In the book of Numbers chapter six, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yavah recheche Yahweh v'yishmarecha Ya'er Yahweh p'navelecha v'hunecha The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by His countenance, and the Lord give you, beloved one, His peace. God bless you, and shalom.
1: Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets, and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, Rabbi encourages us to step beyond the material world and pray for the heart of God. Don't miss this insightful episode.